You guys ready? Are you okay? Are you up for it? Woo! You do that too, Jackie. Woohoo. <laughs> Just pretend like you're interested. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Do it. Adam did it. Woo! Come <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast for the week of August 15, 2011. This is episode 115. And I'm Chris Bevelo, president of Interval, healthcare marketing agency that puts on the podcast. Joining me today are, woo! Jackie Ritako, account coordinator with Interval. And Adam Meyer, creative director at Interval. Woo! <laughs> Jackie refuses to be enthusiastic. I was when I first got here, and then it just went downhill. Why? <laughs> what the hell? She just won't, she won't even say woo. Woo. See? That's all we can get out of her. What's I'm enthused. You're what? People must think we podcast at like 7 a.m. or something, because we're always like, hey. No. I'm not hey. Hey. <laughs> Why? What's the matter? Did you have a bad weekend? No, I had an awesome weekend. Yeah? Yeah. Tired? Did some camping? No, not at all. No. Why do I look tired? Do I look like by crap? the twins? No, just <laughs> no. I'm I'm reading your vocal cues. Your no, woo. I'm good. Everybody say woo. My woo. attitude goes up and down with the stock market. Woo. Oh, so yeah. we're all. Woo. But I should be starting to bounce back then. Right? Woo. 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 Yeah, let's save the stock market till the end. Yeah, that that's will bring exciting us down. stuff. Or just not talk about it at all. <laughs> you know, Let's not, not bring talk. down the horse. Yeah, that would not be good. Okay, another you know another episode where the date equals the episode number. I think that's like the third in a row, or not in a row, but third recently. Mm-hmm. Was we, it one eleven on July eleven? There's a lot of seven eleven eleven eleven, and we we're doing it at eleven. Oh, one fifteen. We're August not doing 15. this one at one fifteen though. But I mean, just fifteen and one fifteen, yeah. Mm-hmm. And two thousand eleven, which doesn't match fifteen, but but there's a whole bunch of ones and fives. <laughs> there's a in lot there. of ones and fives, <laughs> and an eight and a two. But but you add eight and two together, what do you get? Ten, which is one. Divide that by two, you get five. See, there's just a crazy trend going it on. Is weird. That is <laughs> spooky. Freaky. That's how you read into the like collapse of civilization. As you read numbers like that. Speaking of the stock market. Yeah, don't joke. <laughs> All right, well, we have some announcements today. First, uh, next week, already next week, Thursday, August 25th at noon Central Time, mm-hmm. I am participating in a webinar with Chris Boyer, Building Your Brand with Wellness, which is offered through Whippermiss, Wisconsin Healthcare Public Relations Marketing Society? Marketing Society and I Marketing think. Society. Yep. Yep. So this will be kind of a preview of our uh, session at Shushmid, which I don't think we've even talked about on this fine show. We're going to talk about Shushmid more over the coming month since mm-hmm. it's only a month away at this point. But we're going to be talking about how you can use wellness to build your brand and using uh, Innova Health System Successful Program Fit for 50 which we have been working on with them for probably a year now, right? Seems like longer what, than that, but yeah. What iteration is it in now? Is it fit for summer? Mm-hmm. Yep. Is there a fit for fall planned? Uh, I can't 
I am not at liberty to You're say. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> well, we'll provide a link. Be surprised. I, is the is the Whippermist session free? I think. Uh, you know, I don't know. I can't remember. Well, you can find out at whippermist.org slash educational underscore opportunity slash webinars.php. <laughs> or we'll post a link for you to click on. Yeah, or we could talk about that because we were joking last week. We could post a QR code for you on our website. <laughs> if that's <laughs> helpful. I got an email, almost a spam email from somebody who said, you know, I don't like cold calls, so I just want to introduce my company. Just follow this QR code. It was an email. And you have to stop Brilliant. and kind of think and go... What the hell is there a QR code doing in an email? <laughs> you honestly expect me to pull out my phone, scan the QR code off my computer, or like we talked about, if I'm looking at this on my phone, then you need somebody else to come by with their phone, take a picture of your phone, <laughs> or I could just click a link. Moral of the Which story. Seems better for an email. Moral Don't story be a is, moron. Don't be a QR code moron. Yes, or a moron period. <laughs> just a moron period. I saw another example of that yesterday. QR code on a website. It was an ad. So it was like a, a website banner ad that had a QR code in it. Brilliant. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. That's are we missing funny. something? It, like it seems no. so obvious, but are we missing something? I don't think so. Maybe they just think they look cool. They must. They must think it's really like cutting edge. To yeah. put Can it you in click on the, the QR code and it takes you to the link? Or, and it links you to the... I didn't try. Okay. I didn't try. I sure well, regardless, so. it, it would be humorous if the only way to get to the web page you wanted you to see was to take a picture of From your computer email. screen. Yes. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> okay, then we'll put up a <laughs> yeah we'll put up a QR code of this link on our that would be humorous. Uh, okay, another announcement is we have more details on that fantastic happy hour that's happening that you all have your calendars marked for August twenty four. So August twenty five. Gonna have to be can't drink too much August twenty fourth. We got a webinar August twenty five. <laughs> Watch out. Thankfully that's at noon. So. You get Diet Coke all night. Yeah. So Wednesday, August twenty four at you wanna give the details? Fill us sure. in. It is I believe it's six to eight thirty at Dave and Busters, which is in Maple Grove. I personally have never been there, but apparently it's Basically, just kind of like a gaming place. Mm-hmm. I think they have like billiards and a whole bunch of games and There's a Dave and Busters downtown here is there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think they're all over the world or they, the nation yes, they're they're everywhere <laughs> they're all Bangalore, over the world. india <laughs> tibet apparently they're fun isle of man <laughs> <laughs> what you like that one isle That's of john man. stewart hey reference. you never know Sorry. but yeah it should be a good time i've heard good things about dave and busters Bangkok. and we'll be <laughs> join us in bangkok at dave and busters <laughs> And we'll be doing some trivia, trivia, giving away some prizes, having some cocktails and food. So it should be fun. Networking opportunity. Healthcare marketing trivia? Yes. Not just healthcare marketing trivia. We'll throw some other trivia. We'll, we'll, have we'll throw some curveballs in we'll there. We'll have some categories in there. Yeah. Like uh, my favorite SNL bit of all time, which is the Jeopardy takeoff with <laughs> Will. Okay, you just gave away I'll take S question. words for 100. <laughs> Words that, that contain, or the, I can't remember they are. The like, penis mightier. <laughs> That's the pen is mightier. I'll take tale of two titties for 500. <laughs> it's two cities. <laughs> oh, Damn you, Trebek. 
That's how your mother likes it, Trebek. <laughs> Sorry. And that's why you all should come to the happy hour. Yes. That's what we'll you'll give you a little flavor. We could, Adam and I will, we, one of us could be Will Ferrell. We could find some people to put on a skit. I'm going to need a mustache. The funniest one is where, uh, I can't remember the act, he's a comedian, does Burt Reynolds, and then the one guy's, uh, who we just said, Sean Connery, and then, the, and then uh, Ben Stiller is Tom Cruise. Those are the three guys. <laughs> that is... The guy who does Burt Reynolds. Oh, he was he was a Saturday Night Live. He did the Weekend Update for yes. a while. And now he Norm has McDonald. His, own, his own sports show. On, yeah, he on does? Central. Yeah. Huh. Once a week. He was funny. I liked him. I'm lost. Maybe this bit was before my time on Saturday Night Live. It is, you, have to, you can see it on but YouTube because sure. I've shown yeah, all my kids. Well, the Will Ferrell era would have been your classic. time for Saturday Night Live, really? wouldn't it? Yeah. Don't you think? Maybe. Well, you tell me. Maybe you guys know. aren't doing it due justice. Oh, no. It's, you have to watch it. Yeah. We are not doing it. <laughs> okay. The three celebrity hosts, the three guests are always just idiots. And so the categories are really simple, like books with Tale of Two Cities in the title. And then every answer is Tale of Two Cities or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Cause they, and then they can never get it right. And then like at the end for Final Jeopardy, I think he's I like, have seen it. just okay. write down a number, any number. And I think Tom Cruise writes down Thrive as his number, or Thrive. So they can't even do it's Sorry. We're not doing it justice. You know what? I, I do remember it now. Yeah. What is uh, um, Sean Connery writes down? It's, it's something that looks like a number, but then once, once he uncovers it, it it's, it's like boobs. Trebek's mother. Or it's it's boobs. his boobs. <laughs> it looks like it's whatever... <laughs> he's like it looks like kind of 800 or something on its side he's like amazing you've you've actually read something down let's see how much you wagered and he pulls it down so you can see what he wagered and it just is the top of boobs <laughs> yeah that's funny uh, that's and we'll link to that yes we can all see what we're we'll link yapping it. We can about link to that Hulu or wherever it might be mm-hmm. okay we have another little announcement that you may have heard about by now depending on when this actually posts but we have a new book Yay. A new book is coming. Yay! Woo-hoo. We? Yay. We. Oh. <laughs> I always say we. <laughs> I, we. I, I wrote, wrote it, book. but we all contributed to it. All of us, in fact, all the listeners contributed to it. Mm-hmm. All of their stories and our work with clients and the things we read and stuff we've talked about on podcasts, it's all in this book. Yeah. It's a movement. It's a movement. <laughs> It's a good movement. (laughs) (laughs) So the book is called Joe Public Doesn't Care About Your Hospital. So we have harped on this for years and years. I've spoken on that topic. So now we have it in a book, and it's uh, one of five changes that we recommend hospital and healthcare marketers make. So the, the subtitle is A Manifesto for Transforming Healthcare Marketing. So there's basically five... Uh, chapters, five main chapters. So mm-hmm. Joe Public Doesn't Care About Your Hospital is the first one. Uh, the second one is Out With the Old, In With the New. So basically we need to stop putting everything on billboards and start using QR codes in our emails. <laughs> <laughs> the third is Break Bad Habits, awesome. which is a lot of fun because that's where we cover things like right side of the menu marketing, mm-hmm. which came out of this podcast. And what else is in there? Whack-a-mole marketing, so a bunch of habits that we've all fallen into. And right. there's, uh, well, there's some new ones too. Uh, the fourth chapter is about zombie brands, which we're going to talk about today. So that's a brand new. That's the first time that may have ever been uttered on the face of the earth right now. Out loud in public. 
Wow. I think it's a brand new concept. I got to read up on that. The zombie brand. Well, I will catch you up here in just a minute. <laughs> and then the fifth chapter is about measurement, which is one of our... Mm-hmm. We have to measure. We just have to. We're going to thrive. So uh, we're breaking this story today. We're announcing this today on the 15th. Uh, but the book will be ready by the end of August somewhere. So you can find out information about the book at thinkinterval.com or at my website at chrisbevelo.com. You can find it to buy at Amazon, either at hardcover or a Kindle version. Yep. And eventually we'll have other e-reader versions available mm-hmm. as well. So... Let's talk about zombie brands. So you've never heard of zombie brands. Is that right, Jackie? Uh, it's kind of a new one for me. Is that a new one? Is that a new one for you? Well, probably not you, Adam, because you... Well, should we read formatting the, the book? I've lived zombie brands. <laughs> you've lived zombie brands. You have. You've been inside a zombie brand. <laughs> well, first let me read the synopsis of the book to put it into context. Does that okay. sound okay? Mm-hmm. Hospital and health system marketers are under unprecedented pressure to demonstrate results while facing dramatic changes in their industry. To meet these challenges, marketers must break from the past and move their marketing strategies forward in new and better ways. This book is a call to arms to transfer healthcare marketing while providing an arsenal of ideas, techniques, and tactics they can use to position their organizations for success. So there you go. Awesome. You want to buy it. I can't wait to hand this book out. I swear every week I hear another story or talk to another healthcare marketing person that I want to just go, here, take this book and give chapter one or chapter four or chapter three to this doctor or that CEO or this Mm -hmm. VP of clowning or whatever. Every week. Every week I hear news stories. It's sad. I heard another one. I don't think I can share it. But it made me laugh out loud, and I thought, well, I'm just going to add that to my list. My list of, you've got to be kidding me. I can't just leave. Sorry, I'll just leave you in the words. Like that. <laughs> he's, I have to, he's, dreaming, the, he's dreaming about how great this is going to be. The person who told me, I think, wouldn't be happy if I shared it. So I need to talk to him or her. Well, that's fair. We don't want to throw anyone under a bus. No, no. Of course, we always you know, change the names to protect the innocent, but... Susie said. Susie said, yeah. No, we have we know so we know somebody named Susie. Oh yeah, we can't do that. Mm-hmm. Not you, Susie, Harry? don't worry. Harry? <laughs> Harry Potter. Gerald. Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> That's not right. All right, so let me read you an excerpt from Zombie Brands, and then we can see Adam says he's lived a zombie brand. All right. What's a zombie brand? As we know, zombies are undead, mindless corpses that wander the earth with no other purpose but the relentless pursuit of human flesh. And brains. So far, so good. And brains. (laughs) Zombie brands, then, are undead, mindless brands that wander the market with no purpose but the relentless pursuit of meaning and direction. If we want to move healthcare marketing forward, we must put an end to zombie brands. So then I go into, the book goes into Marty Neumeier, who wrote The Brand Gap. Mm-hmm. And he, how he defines brand, which I think is worth repeating. So he says, a brand is a person's gut feeling about gut. That's funny. It's a gut uh, feeling it's... about a product, service, or company. It's a gut feeling because we're all emotional, intuitive beings, despite our best efforts to be rational. It's a person's gut feeling because in the end, the brand is defined by individuals, not by companies, markets, or the so-called general public. Each person creates his or her own, his or her own version of it. 
While companies can't control this process, they can influence it by communicating the qualities that make the product different than that product. When enough individuals arrive at the same gut feeling, a company can be said to have a brand. In other words, a brand is not what you say it is. It is what they say it is. Mm -hmm. Sound familiar? Yep. Yeah, we sing that all the time. So on with zombie brands. One of the key messages inherent in this definition is that if you're an organization with any presence at all in the market, you have a brand whether you like it or not. Those organizations that understand this concept make brand building a strategic imperative. They strive to ensure their brand perception in the market aligns with the brand they want to and can deliver upon. Many organizations, however, don't get that the market owns their brand or misunderstand branding in a way that allows them to think that until they address their brand, they have no brand. Some leaders simply don't believe in branding at all. In many cases, leaders believe in branding but are dedicated, dedicating no resources to building or guiding it. No matter the reason, if your organization is not trying to direct your brand in a strategic way, that's key, strategic way, your brand is out in the market wandering aimlessly. It has no guidance. It's not aligned with your desired vision. It's left to fend for itself in an oversaturated and hyper-competitive marketplace. It is a zombie brand. And when it comes to hospitals and health systems, it often feels like the night of the living dead out there. Right? So you said you were with a zombie brand. Are you talking about your former employer? It's fairly zombish. A little zombie. Yeah. Wandering the markets with no guidance from a brand perspective. I think most hospitals are zombie brands, probably 75%, depending on who That's you talk high. to. It could be more than that. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not, if you don't have a brand strategy in place, if you're not mindfully trying to right. build your brand and manage it, and not just in how you talk about it, but how you actually deliver on it, mm -hmm. if you're not doing that on an ongoing basis, then your brand is out there kind of. Floating. Floating around, wandering around, banging on doors, killing dogs, eating, eating brains. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe it's not doing all those things. So that's just one excerpt from the book. And then cool. we go on to talk about, you know, how do you deal with this if you're a marketer? Because as we've said, unfortunately, most of the folks in marketing, unless they have buy-in from the top. Mm-hmm to really develop a brand strategy and think about brand in a strategic way, they may be limited in what they can do mm -hmm. to impact a brand. That's true. But there are some things that can be done. So buy the book and, and That's why out. you need this book, people. That's right. You can cure zombie brands. Nobody knew you could cure zombies. Mm -hmm. Has there ever been a movie where zombies have been cured? Like, no. Like, I don't know a lot of zombie movies. Just I Am Legend, which scared me. They don't. They can't be cured. You, they they come up with, they come up with yes. solution. What, what am I trying to it's say? Irreversible. Like, it's, the, well, the zombie is, but a lot of times, zombieism is caused by some contagion. Right. Right. Yeah. So they may An come outbreak. up with a cure for the contagion or a anti. What is what am I? Anti zombie to say? virus. No, it's like a no. What, what what's, you, it, what's it called if you get when you not get an antibiotic? But uh, no. we've come up with the. Uh, Serum. <laughs> it's an anti-something, isn't yeah, it? If you get your kid uh, vaccinated, vaccine. A vaccine. Yeah, I thought there was something else. Maybe it's a vaccine. That's close enough. So then it stops the contagion and people no longer turn into zombies. Right. So that's what we're trying to do is offer a serum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
We should have called the book. What's that? Stretching my mind here. Serum. Healthcare marketing serums. All right. Well, as always, with any content we put out there, we always want this to be a dialogue. So we, you're going to hear us talking about this all over the place. Twitter, Facebook, maybe Google Plus someday. Oh, maybe we'll I'll have see. some circles there. Maybe we'll huddle. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to describe your circle? You said that, I don't think you told us on the podcast. One of our friends, we could probably say who it was. Uh, well, I, it, only, I only know anything about it just by reading, the, uh, just from reading my Google stream or wall whatever so this was so he posted this you can say who it is then. yeah no it's reed, uh, reed smith right who is um <clears throat> healthcare marketer who's been on the show uh he's in tech texas is yeah that right? austin i think yeah well he's been he's been um really experimenting in some cool ways with um getting healthcare marketers involved just in having dialogue on google plus and one of those was taking advantage of the new video chat feature and um the huddles if you will and it sounded like their first one got a little out of control with some spammers or some. It sounded to me like it might have been somebody came in and started showing some porn or something. <laughs> that might that might not be exactly what it was. That's what I took away from it when I was reading. I may the, be misinformed. When I was reading his posts on 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 my wall, but um, he, he'll have to let us in. We, maybe we can have him on the show again soon, and he can talk to us about his Google Plus experience so far. Yeah. Good and bad. So it sounds like he's trying to use it for good when it comes to healthcare yes, marketing. Yep, yep. So it would be good to hear, you know, how is that working out and what does he think is the benefit of using that forum? Right, right. But then well, also the downside of having one of the video screens pop up with porn intervention. Porn with right. Well, I porn. think there's just there's clearly some bugs to work out for Google to work out and for pro- probably just people who are playing with it to figure out um, in terms of how you can control that stuff. It's kind of it's a little bit of a wild wild west right now. I mean, they've got a see how people use it, see how people mm-hmm. want to use it, and then get some rules in place. Um, yeah. But it's definitely an interesting um, venue for conversations. I mean, it's better than, uh, better might be the wrong word, it's different than like a t- Twitter for tweet chats and stuff. Because it's can, private. Well, it's, well, well, a little bit. I mean, anybody can, technically anybody can join in. I mean, that's how the dude who was putting weird stuff in got in. <laughs> so it's not necessarily private. So, can, but can you, all right, so help me understand. Like with, if it was a tweet chat, You'd have to follow the tweet chat pound whatever if you wanted to see what people are saying. Right. Mm-hmm. In Google Plus, can anybody follow the circle conversation or do you have to be part of the circle? I think it depends on how you set it up. But if your goal is to let anybody, any healthcare marketer from anywhere just hop in, um, then you pretty much need to leave it open in certain, pretty much pretty similar to how a tweet chat would work and that you just put you know your hashtag in there and is there a hashtag for circles then no circle this, is, this is a these are video conversations remember so this is everybody oh 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 okay so this is so a bunch of video screens coming together so there's no history of what's said there might be a chat component to it too i'm not sure exactly whereas it whereas a tweet chat you can always it, just they might have been the using a chat based tag so i'm not i'm not sure exactly what I, I i wasn't able to join in on it i wanted to um but i was i was busy at the time so oh. hopefully i'll hop into one of the future ones i know i know he's still working on lining up more of them well, so yeah, maybe we can talk to him line one up for the to discuss zombie brands or something in the book yeah it'd be yeah. fun to hop in i know they're doing it so props to them for doing some cool stuff with that yeah mm-hmm. well we're going to start a new linkedin group maybe a Google Plus Circle. <laughs> Sky's uh, the limit. I'm sure I'll be doing more speaking on the contents of the book. A lot of the stuff I've already spoken on in the past is in the book. You'll find it. So there's a lot of the ideas that are in the book aren't necessarily groundbreaking right. new ideas. They're just put in a context that, ho- context that hopefully helps people 
build a path forward mm-hmm. for understanding, well, if we really want to be more effective given the environment we're in, we're really going to have to think about the changes in this way. So hopefully that will help people. Uh, so we're going to see it all over the place. You can hear us talking about it all over the place. Get ready. But we want it to be a dialogue, as Dan Donlin would say, not a spew, a serum spew. So hopefully you'll join the conversation. And go check out the book. You can pre-order it on Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. Be in people's hot little hands at the end of August. Cool. Yeah. Maybe I'm confusing my Google Plus terminology now that I think about it. Because you've got huddles and hangouts. I think the hangouts are the video ones. Perverse. And the huddles are the text, just the chats. But you can share content as well. I okay. like huddle better. Huddle. Yeah. Hangouts. But now I'm not sure which one they were doing. If they were doing <laughs> hangouts. If they were hanging outs or if they were doing huddles. <laughs> Can you combine a huddle and hang out to have a probably huddle out? A hug, hug, huddle, huddle, huddle hang? or a hangle, 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 <laughs> hangle. All right, we have time for one more item. Nugget. Yeah, I'm gonna throw out. Well, stock market. Let's just throw that out. I'm talking about yeah, the damn stock market. Screw that. Um, I did Noise. read this awesome article in Business Week that we can provide an article to that I just wanted to share because it would be the coolest thing ever. And it's this about one? this guy. What's the new one? It's it, not it, in this one. It this is. is. This is the brand new one. Is it? I think it is. It's in this one? Toss it to no. me. Oh, maybe it's the last one. Um, it's the last one. Oh. Damn. Anyway, so I won't have all the details because I don't have it in front of me, but it's about this inventor who, who is, he was a guy who invented QuickTime software, used to work at Apple, brilliant guy apparently, uh, has tons of trademarks, patents, so he's legitimate, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't roll your eyes yet. No, this is really cool. No, so the, he's the, invi- patent, the patent discussion is a different discussion. Oh, well, That's what I'm rolling my eyes at. He's invented a... Um, <laughs> patents he claims to have invented a way to uh, create Wi-Fi that is not only way longer, so like it would have like a mile exposure, mm-hmm. but would be a thousand times faster than existing Wi-Fi. A thousand. Wow. And, the, and his technology, the way they describe it is, the problem with any kind of network signal is that are radio waves and that, you know, if you're like all by yourself and you're the only network, you get a pretty good connection. Yeah. But as soon as you introduce other mm-hmm. Wi-Fi, for example, like in our office building, or if you're in an apartment, then all of those signals conflict. Mm-hmm. And your uh, same thing happens with cellular signals. So whether it's your phone or your Wi-Fi connection, okay. whenever there's conflict of signals, the device you're using is constantly bombarded by the ones that you don't want to use, and it's trying to sort it out real time. And so that's where you get drop calls. That's where you get streaming videos that have to buffer. It's what slows everything down. And he claims to have created technology that allows any device to find the signal that you intend and to lock into it and not only lock into it, but take all the confusion that mm-hmm. comes to the other signals and flip it on its head and turn it into power to mm-hmm. strengthen the one signal. So it's almost like the idea of taking in a car where they've tried to take the friction caused by brakes and turn that into something that improves your fuel efficiency. So something that's a waste from friction, that's energy. Mm-hmm. C- capture that energy and put it to good use. That's the same thing he's done with this, he claims. And so he's got, um, he's got a working model that's as big as like a, like a library cart that you push around, that he takes around and demonstrates. 
It didn't really say how long until he might have an actual product, but he's got investors involved and pretty sweet if that works out. Wouldn't that be? I mean, it was talking about how you could just you know be, you could do video everywhere, all the time on your phone wherever you're at without right pause. So real Star Trek stuff instead of what we have now. Have you guys ever used FaceTime on the iPhone? Mm-hmm. Does it I work? Because that's what I would just assume would be yeah, horrific. Yeah, I've had better. Honestly, I've had better luck with Skype on the iPhone for video mm-hmm. conferencing than FaceTime. Skype worked better for has worked better for me than the Apple's FaceTime. Does yeah. FaceTime like have to buffer and stuff? Or not? Just, it depends. You know, it depends. And- oh. If you're both like on a decent Wi-Fi connection, it's it's okay. But let's say one of you's on Wi-Fi and one of you's on 3G, and it's not so hot, then you start to get choppiness and it's yeah. in the cutting out and. Um, although I will say that Skype over a 3G connection in the middle of Timbuktu, Minnesota, northern Minnesota, um, to somebody who was on probably a crappy Wi-Fi worked fairly well. So mm-hmm. anyway, that's fun and exciting. Yeah. yeah, and I was rolling my eyes at the when you had mentioned uh, patents and stuff. There's a big, huge um, debate about patents right now when it that's comes to software. Week, yeah, yeah, because they're. There's this scram- There's like lots of small developers being sued for ideas they've come up with, which someone else claims to own the patent to. And Apple and Microsoft and Google are all in these mad scrambles to purchase as many patents as they can. So they ha- all have these vast and, arsenals. And do, do you and remember just, why they want well, to have vast arsenals? So they can sue the other one, basically. When the other, so the other one can't sue them because they'll sue them in return. Or, so pretty soon it becomes this yeah. weird relationship of not suing the other one because you know you're violating patents that they hold and they're not going to sue you because they know they're violating patents they hold it's not even to not be sued it's because it's inevitable to be sued so like if you're apple and i'm google and you sue me because i'm using something in my android Mm -hmm. that matches the iphone mobile system i need to have some kind of patent that i think you have a conflict with but it's not so that you won't sue me. It's so when you sue me, I can say, oh, yeah, well, you're, I'm going to countersue with this. Here's this. Now we're on even ground, and they come up with right. agreements at that point to use each other's. Right. But, the but prob- that's the only thing that forces it. But, wow. the problem, yeah, but the problem is a lot of these patents are on really vague concepts that, yeah. re- that, that cover this broad spectrum of ideas. So all of a sudden, when other people come up with what are really innovative ideas, somebody who had this very vague concept says, no, I had that idea first. I haven't done anything with it, but I came up with the idea. I own the patent. Um, So I'm, so it's mine. You can't do it. You can't use it. I'm either taking it or you're going to pay me these licenses. It screws the little people. Mainly the article that you're referencing says Google's actually, not doing well because they didn't build up all these massive right. patents. So right. when Apple and Microsoft are suing them, they don't have anything in their arsenal to pull out and say, oh, yeah, well, we need to figure this out right. because you're going against this patent. But if you're a small company or an individual, you have probably have no patents and mm-hmm. you're, you're just done. That's actually, and that's happened to a handful of um, – I don't know if they'd say they're done necessarily, but it, it, it's, a, it's a harsh reality. It's it a sucky reality. Yeah. That you probably don't There's want. a company called LoadSys, which is really just uh, – the subsidiary or some, there, there are basically these big patent holding companies that have like a mil, literally thousands of smaller companies that have no employees, no nothing. They're just names to hold these patents for some yeah. reason. I'm not yeah. sure why. Because they sell them. Right. It's a, it's a trade. Well, it is, it's patents. a way to like protect themselves or save face by not looking like the asshole that their little company is or whatever. But anyway, <laughs> there's this one called LoadSys or LodSys that's been suing a bunch of Apple developers um, for, uh, they claim to own like in-app purchases so anyone who had like 
in-app who had in-app purchasing in their app has been getting sued by these guys and they say you need to pay us licensing on any of the fees you make right. on this um and most of them are like you know i, I can't pay what it would cost to fight this so i'm just right. gonna pay just, it just take it you yeah. just have to do it um apple has to their merit somewhat been stepping up to say no these people are protected under our how we're using this patent already. We're paying for it. Our developers are protected. I'm not sure where it's gone from there. Um, but it's a very scary thing for people, for small businesses, independent developers or small mm-hmm. teams who are mm-hmm. coming up with cool ideas for then to somebody else with that to come and say, no, that's our, our idea right. already. This kind of became famous years ago when Amazon patented their one click purchase. So not even like trademark, but patented. It's absurd that you can patent these patent things. Patent the ability to like click one button to go to right. a place where you pay for whatever your purchase is. And yeah, it was kind approved of as right. a patent. Yeah, isn't that like, absurd? What is that? That's not a patent. Right. It's just like a, an action. That's, that's what the <laughs> yeah. vast majority of these patents are too. It's for these weird, yeah. vague things that are like, that should not be patentable. I mean, it shows you how broken that whole system has become. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, needs to be re- it needs to be altered drastically. Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah, but that's a whole. That's a huge conversation. That's a big. Well, that's that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, yeah. it's also depressing. Bring it is. It is because it prevents. Market. It's 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 halts innovation. <laughs> We're not bringing the horse down. Remember. <laughs> We're not bringing the horse down. I've never heard that before. What does it mean? You have to bring it down know. before it's dead, and then you start beating it, right? <laughs> <laughs> what Adam said. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, should Maybe. we wrap up there? <clears throat> yeah. Sure. sure. All right. Go see Rise of the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> no, don't. I've heard I would good not things. make that recommendation without seeing it because I think it looks retarded. I know. That, I think it does too. But sorry, I've heard good things. Sorry, that's politically incorrect. It looks, yeah. I know it looks mentally challenged. <laughs> mentally challenged. This no, show is so mentally not politically bad. It looks bad. I know that there's been good reviews. I don't know who the reviewers are. The one reviewer that I saw panned it. But just whenever they show the mean monkeys looking at the camera, I laugh. I think it looks like stupid, too. supposed to be too. scary. I'm trying to give something the benefit of the doubt because I guarantee you I would not like any Planet of the Apes movies. But I've heard it's good, so I'm going to give it a chance. Yeah, I, I don't think I'll go see it, but... Yeah, I probably won't either. It would be good if my expectations are super low because then... I did, go to, the, I did go to the first remake of the Planet of the Apes. Which was not good. No, it was not. With Mark Wahlberg and no. whoever else. Have the you, original Planet of the Apes. Jack, have you seen the original Planet of the Apes? No, I've seen none of them. That you need to do with like a group of friends and yeah. some alcohol involved because it's so... <laughs> it's long for Cheesy. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, so cheesy imagine. and the sets are so bad, but it's got a lot of like political, cultural messages yeah, yeah, in it. Yeah. And it's a cult classic. I mean, you kind of have to see it. You have to see that one. But you'll laugh. You have to look at it like this isn't going to be a great movie. Right. This is just going to be like, right. What and look the deeper hell? for the yeah, like you said, the ideas and the uh, cultural yeah phenomena that are rep- that are it's represented. I, I just read that it's, it was supposed to be about race relations. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll scope Ab- out. Dirty and see the new one. And this one, yeah, and this one is supposed to be about um, animal Cruelty, treating animals yeah. as equals or whatever. That's the kind of message. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, they'll rise up. Lesson learned, everyone. They'll start yeah. testing cosmetics on us. I love the tagline for that. Before it, I think it says it's our world, but it's their planet, something like that. It's like what? That makes sense. <laughs> That's just ridiculous. <laughs> I know I have a hard time believing it's good too, but I'm I'm optimistic. Okay, well that's good. Well, go see it and then come back and give us a report. Well, okay. I assume you saw. Not that we're never going way over, but I assume you saw the Harry Potter. No, I haven't yet. Oh, you haven't? Okay. You know why? Why? I think I said this before. Because my son went and saw it. My daughters can't see it because they haven't read the book yet. 
And my son went and saw it with friends. So now I have to decide if I'm going to go see it alone, which is kind of creepy. <laughs> 43-year-old man going to see Harry Potter by himself. Just go during the afternoon. So I'm better. trying to find a theater that's 21 plus, A, because I can't bear to watch with teenagers. Sorry, if there's any teenagers oh, listening. God, no, I, I can't either. be in a movie with you at all. <laughs> there's any teenagers listening? Serious, any I can't. Any 10-year-olds out there? go up sorry. to 25, because that still you're in the age where people text yeah, constantly yeah. during a movie. We covered all that. But also because I think it would be less creepy. If you had a beer in hand or something? And my son doesn't want to see it again. So, I don't know. There was something else I wanted to see, but no. It <laughs> escapes me what it was. I have no friends. <laughs> Horrible bosses and crazy stupid love. Those are on my list. I heard Friends with Benefits is good. I know. I want to see that, too. Okay. I've been there. No, I saw, see, ready I saw go. Cedar Rapids. I just got I that on that Netflix. I just it, got the it DVD. Was cute. I thought it was going to be like laugh out loud hilarious. That's what I thought the movie was. Oh. And it was, it made me smile and laugh. I thought it was going to be times. dumb. I've got it sitting but at home right good. now. Okay. I think okay. it was, a, it was a nice movie. I think you'll movie. like it. That's how I liked it. It wasn't like my It'll be one of my funny, final but... Netflix DVDs. And then you're quitting? Well, we'll keep streaming, but DVDs are going out. We're not going to, I'm not going to pay. Their I'll pay this eight dollars a month. I just don't do nothing. No, ch- the, the children's programming for streaming I know, it makes it but totally if, worth it. If you're there for the movies, it's horrific. Oh, I agree with that. I agree, but we're not there for the movies on the streaming. It's just for the stuff for Max. And there's some good TV shows. A lot of Discovery Channel stuff is on. There. I know, I know, I know. But I'm not there for Discovery Channel. I have Discovery Channel. <laughs> I just want new movies. I have no cable. <laughs> well, with that, let's sign up for <laughs> I don't prayer again. What's that? I don't either. I have no cable either. For, nice. For arrogant healthcare marketing bastards, this is Chris Bevelo. Jackie Ritacco. And Adam Meyer. He has no cable. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs>